Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Pacific time, but this month has been a month of all Sunday brunch shows <laughs> because of teaching uh, teaching events and stuff like that that I have to do, and today's no exception. I'm going to be teaching Bullwhip um, tonight, which is why we can't do a show tonight, but as always, I'm joined here at the helm by my brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how you doing today, man? Oh crap! Did it help if I put up your uh, your mic? <laughs> oh my God, you did! Because I just asked I you suck. when you said something. I, I said, "Did you unmute my mic?" I suck. God, you do suck. <laughs> I suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said it before. I know. I always do, and <laughs> and it's just it's it's just weird today because I found out today, just today that I can do Facebook live video straight from my laptop. I don't have to do it on my phone anymore. I think that's awesome. I just found that out today. Go figure. That's right? very cool. That's so, Yeah, cuz you yeah. you told me you had to do it from the app, which in yeah. the kids you got to do it on your phone. Yeah. Um for months and months and months and months ever since we started going on Facebook live, I did it on my phone. And the only drawback to being on my phone is that if a text message comes in, it pauses the feed. And right. if I ignore the text message, then the feed is paused. So I have to constantly look at the look at the steel board. I got to look at notes. I got to look at, did somebody send me a text message? <laughs> you know, it, was, it was just a pain in the butt. But anyway, we've got uh, several people watching us on our live feed already. We've got Robert Jones, and he says, will you be covering suspenders, too? (laughs) No, we're not. And Shifu Olivieri says, Shifu Bob in the house. Shifu Bob in the house. (laughs) All right. So um, you're on the road right now, right, bruh? I'm... Just pulling into the house now. Oh, very cool, very cool. So, for anyone that wants to give us a call, like this, uh, like uh, I had uh, think I said a little bit earlier, I don't remember because I've 
I don't have any coffee with me. We're going to be talking about belt ranks, certifications, soke ships, legitimate or not, um, and stuff like that. We want to hear about what your style has for belt certifications, what what requirements are, what requirements are to become, you know, a shihan or a hanchi or what have you. Um, does your style give out mokuroku or um, scrolls, you know, secret scrolls of certification and, and stuff like that. But the big question is, is certification really necessary as a benchmark for a good instructor? That's the real question here, because, you know, way back in the day, you know, in Okinawa and Japan and stuff like that, if you were good, you were good. If you weren't, you weren't. And your reputation preceded you. So if you were a good teacher, people would come to you. You didn't need a piece of paper with a bunch of signatures and stuff like that that said, this person is trustworthy. This person is a great teacher. Um, But now we're in a society where you need that kind of certification. In fact, some people demand to see your certification if you're a martial arts instructor. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So I got my real cousin, Diane, watching. (laughs) And I want to make this very clear. She is a blood cousin. You know, as Filipinos, everybody's our cousin. I even call, like, Caucasian people my cousin, like 18th removed or something like that. So anyhow, I know, I know. In the spiritual realm, we're all This is weird. I just came home. Now, we're supposed to get my granddaughter next weekend. I come home just now, and there's a car seat sitting in my living room. <laughs> oh, so she's there. So I think, I think we're a week ahead. Yes. She's, oh. His wife has her out somewhere. <laughs> oh, right on. Uh, we've got so we'll my – uh, Yeah, we'll see. We've got my martial arts sister, Karen, watching, and she says, you are making me rethink a strong opinion that I've had for years. Well, I'm glad I can get you to, we can get you to just think, because that's all I want us to do, folks. Me and Bob just want you to think, uh, you know, this, our opinions and our thoughts don't necessarily reflect everybody's opinion. We're just putting stuff out there <clears throat> on the table as food for thought. That's all we're doing, because we're a talk show. <laughs> so um, the phone lines are going to open at 1130. Um, so if you want to give us a call to talk live with us, call us at, write this number down, 347-677-0699, 347-677-0699, and um, I'm just going to write it down here, 677-0699, because, you know, it's kind of cool that we can do Facebook Live straight from the laptop, because the last time I went live, um, Kathy Long was with us, and we were using my phone, and everything was backwards, everything was back-asswards, so she had to write our phone number backwards. So that way, when we put it in the camera, it would be well, right side around. You know, Rusty, that's what I was going to ask you. Is our, is our banner backwards still? No, it's right side around. Wow, it's, that is so cool. I know. And when I hold up the phone number, it's right side around also. That's our phone number, folks. Oh, my God. Six seven seven zero six nine nine. But again, the phone lines won't open until eleven thirty. So don't try calling. This is kind of a test to see if people can pay attention. So, <laughs> hey, I got my sister 
Janie on. Phew, she says. I didn't realize you were on. Just back from getting groceries. Well, stay tuned, girl, because we're going to be talking about belt ranks and certifications and the suitcase ships and Hanshi ships and faster ships and all that stuff. We want to know what everybody's style requirements are for belt certifications, especially black belt, master ranks, and stuff like that. And the real question is going to be, is certification absolutely necessary for being considered a good teacher. So, and that's the, and that's the thing. It's all about your ability as an instructor. Um, and anyway, I could talk for me and Bob could talk until we're blue in the face about people with certification that can't teach worth a crap. So <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later. Anyhow, so let's find out what's uh, what's new and exciting in Bob's neck of the woods in sunny Burbank, California. What's new and exciting down there, Bob? Nothing. It's finally cooled down a little bit. It was in the 90s for like almost a week straight. Then it rained Holy for like uh, <laughs> 10 minutes, and that was, that was done. Uh, nothing new and exciting. But, you know, th- I, I do want to point out one thing, and you said this. this is, doesn't Our opinion does not reflect the opinion of our listeners or any entity or any schools and yada yada yada. Now, right. with that said, with certificates, it you know you don't there and you're right, there are people that are certified that can't teach for crap and that's okay because not everyone can teach and pass along information. Right. Right. Some people are really good at what they do. Some yeah, people are they're incredible. great at what they do. Yeah, some people well, are incredible at what shit. they do, but they can't teach it. That's the thing. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of what we're talking about, what we're going to be talking about a little bit later. Um, <laughs> Shifu says, okay, I will call. Won't be pretty, LOL. <laughs> uh, it won't be pretty, yeah. Why don't you, if, you, if you just listen, Shifu, to what we're going to say in the next hour and a half, you're going to find out we're not going to make it pretty at all. We're not, we're not pretty either. We're not pretty. Hey, we've no, got Andy. No, that's Vincent. why we, I've, got a, I've got a good face for radio. That's what they keep telling me. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Andy Mason is joining us from the UK. Cool. 19, nice. Hey, Andy. Um, hey, my friend Indus says it's hard to hear Bob. So Indus, I'm going to pump up his gain a little bit here. Um. And you pump tell up me the if volume. You... Pump up the volume. Pump up <laughs> the volume. Bass, bass, bass. Okay. So, um, <laughs> and Shifu says, no, no, no. Yes, throwing a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will too. <laughs> okay. So, in yes. this, actually, why don't everyone, what, you know, anyone that's out there listening right now, can you let us know if you can hear Bob okay? So, Bob, count to 10 for us, please. I'm pumping up the volume on him. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10. How's that? Is that better? Oh, very good. Indus says better. Is that better? better? That's better. Awesome. Very cool. Cool. Yay. I finally love having a little mixer that helps a lot. Um, So, um, okay, so it's cooler over there. It this these yes. last couple of weeks, yes. Bob. These last couple of weeks, 
Uh, Janie says he sounds like he's a million miles away. Bob is muffled too. Oh, <laughs> sounds like he's in a. <laughs> <tail. laughs> let's try this again. Um, let's see. How about now? How about now? Is this better? Is this better? No. <laughs> Sifu Oliveri says, I can hear if I squint my ears. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. How about now? We're going to put. How about now? That? How about now? Better. Any better? And Peter, Peter Rice. Uh, I said, you know what? I. I sound like an optometrist. Is it better like this or better like this? Yeah, there you go. Peter Reif says, Bob can count to ten. Peter, <laughs> bite me. Bite me. And kiss my ass. Yes. <laughs> kiss his ass. All right. Awesome. Thanks for watching, folks. Okay. So I, this, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll just talk a little bit about my couple weeks. It's been hell. I've been having car trouble like nobody's business. So. In a nutshell, my Pathfinder, um, the heat blew out on it, and it's cold over here, so it's it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to drive when your feet are freezing and it's cold and all this other kind of stuff. And um, the uh, front end is giving out a little bit, so until I can get that fixed, I figure, well, what am I gonna do, right? So. This is funny. I told a student of mine, I said, hey, Marv, do me a favor and find me, find me anywhere on Craigslist, whatever, a used car that is under 600 bucks, just so I can have a second car, right? Now, I have a truck, too, but the heat is out on that as well, and it's got a big coolant leak. I've got, like, uh, I, I need a new radiator, so I can't drive that, otherwise... You know, I mean, I could drive it, but I'd be cold, and I'd be inhaling coolant fumes inside the cab, so that's not good. So, I told my student this. I said, find me a used car under 600 bucks. I don't care if it's a piece of crap. Um, so, find me this. So, anyway, right after I told him this, I got on the Facebook Marketplace, and I found a minivan for $600 even. $600. I said, well, ask and you shall receive, right? So right. I, go, I go and buy it. And then I come to realize a couple weeks ago that the wheel cylinders are out on it. So basically I've been shooting brake fluid onto the ground for a while. And one day my brakes failed completely on the freeway. So <laughs> oh, shit. I was scared. Yeah completely well it, they kind of faded one day and then i put in more brake fluid and i went oh well you know i just have to pump it to get going i thought i just needed new brake shoes no the wheel cylinders were given out <clears throat> so one day i'm going down the freeway granted it was rush hour so i was only going like 30 miles an hour but i had to slam on the brakes and the brakes went all the way to the floor and there was nothing absolutely nothing so i had to use the parking brake to stop <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to hug a guardrail and completely wreck this car to stop so I don't run in anybody. But luckily I stopped, but there was no brakes. So that was that sucked. So anyhow. <laughs> but now I have brakes. Um 
and I have heat in that van, so I'm good to go. But my God, you know, so now I'm just waiting to get the Pathfinder fixed. So um, another student of mine um, put in a fan belt that he thought uh, ran the air conditioning or something like that. That didn't work. Um, So he pulled the fan amp and uh, he's going to replace that and we'll see if that works. And if it doesn't work, which I hope it will, um, then I'll have heat in two cars. So Indus said, how did you get home? Well, I took it to a student's house. He's got a garage. I texted him and I said, hey, I, I need to bring the van over there. It needs, you know, <laughs> it needs brakes. Um, and uh, it, I think the wheel cylinders are out. So I brought it over there and uh, kept it there until he was able to replace the wheel cylinders for me. So there we go. Um, and then <clears throat> he drove me back to to my Pathfinder, which was here at the studio. And uh, I just drove home with no heat. And I drove around for a couple of days with no heat at all. So, yeah. So it was really cool to be able to sweat inside a warm van today. <laughs> Peter says, Rusty, is it a jeepney? <laughs> no. <laughs> It is not a jeepney, although I could make it a jeepney. I'll just put lights on the outside and uh, deck it out, paint it all sorts of wonky colors, and there you go. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, let's do this. Um, let me see. If, I can't see if I've got any birthdays, but um, – oh, yes, I can. Hold on a sec. Hold on, everybody. I am going to pull up a different – a different window here, and let's see. And I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna go to mine and see if I have birthdays. Sounds great. Okay, let me see here. Where are my events? All right, events. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh. I don't need to see the unfriend fun. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, let's see. All right. Well, upcoming birthdays. I have nobody today. Why am I hearing an echo? Okay. I don't know. Let's see. I don't know either. Let's see here. Uh, okay, so recent birthdays. On uh, this past Saturday, my nephew, real nephew, Tim Canavan, his birthday was this past Saturday. Stefan de Graffin uh, Reed and Kimo Kiyoki was also on Saturday. Uh, Artelli Bell, who unfortunately some years ago passed away, it would have been her birthday last Saturday. Um, and uh, let's see here. Tomorrow, one of my Blake Hellman, her birthday is tomorrow the 27th. And also, tomorrow is Becky Doolin de Jesus, no relation that I know of. <laughs> March 28th is Billy Burke and my cousin, Diana Stasio. And on Wednesday the 29th, we've got Aaron Sharkey Reyes. Um, 
Thursday the 30th, Bill Scott and Sifu Mike Mather, Mary Armbrecht, Steve Dorsey, and Cincy David Holter. On Friday the 31st, Akaji Kembo, one Hopkindo brother of mine, Rob Thornton, and also Dan Haney um, from Oregon having a birthday. And then Saturday, April 1st, we've got Frank Marquez, Zosia Gorbati, um, who else here? And that's it for me. Who do you have for birthdays there, Sifu Bob? Well, let's see. On Monday, this is where I feel really old, my niece, Aubrey Marie Foster, is turning 36. She was my flower girl at my wedding when she was five. Wow. Yeah. I uh, already said Billy Burke. Oh. Hold on. Michael Matsuda got on and says, you forgot my birthday last week. Did we? Did we? <laughs> Did we yeah, because it doesn't pop up. Well, see, Michael, it doesn't pop up. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> J.W. Okay, Warren, I'm, look- I'm looking through last week. Okay. And I do not see his birthday. No, his birthday is not on my calendar at all. Weird. Well, happy birthday, Michael. And Aileen yes, Alvarez. Yeah, happy birthday, Michael. Aileen Alvarez says, uh, Aileen says you missed my birthday. Ha, ha, ha. And um, so Dave Johnson. Okay. Hi, Robert. Anyway, keep going. Hey, David. So on uh, Wednesday, March 29th, it's uh, Guru uh, Mark Parra's birthday from uh, House of Champions. Uh, you already said Mike Mather. Uh, you already said Frank Marquez. And that's it for me. And that's what you get when we have so many mutual friends. <laughs> I know, right? Andy Mason from the UK says, my birthday is in June, so you're okay for a while, LOL. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll get a chance to uh, to announce that, Andy. Um, all right. Yes. So for everyone having a birthday this week. Oh, crap. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> For everyone having a birthday this week, this tune's for you. a bunch of emojis of of uh, Mexican dancers. <laughs> right on. Nice. All right. Well, I don't have any announcements or health news or weird news or anything like that. So, 
Let's do this. Let's open the phone lines early. What do you think, Bob? I like it. I like it. So phone lines are open. Wait, they're going to be open. Phone lines are open. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. We are going to be talking about certifications. We want to know about what requirements that your particular child have for belt ranks, what's needed, um, especially for the black belt ranks um, and master ranks and, and stuff like that. Um, but the real question is that that we kind of want to talk about is, is certification really proof of pudding of what type of an instructor you are. Um, so anyway, give us a call. Our phone number is 347-677-0699. And when you call us, please press 1 on your phone keypad so we put you in the caller queue, and that lets us know that you want to talk to us live. So please make sure you press 1. Otherwise, we're just going to think you're listening because uh, some people just do call just to – just to listen and stuff. So, looks like we have somebody that pressed one. We have a caller from area code 404. 404, you're on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Who's this? This is Shifu Olivier. Hi, Shifu. <laughs> How are How you? I am fine. I'm doing really good, and Bob's doing really good. It's so good to hear from you. Good. You know, I mean, you know, last couple of years I've been really going through it, so yeah, I would have right? called a lot earlier, but <laughs> that's okay. It's good to hear from you now. It is so good to hear from you. So, Chifu uh, Remilio Olivieri has been um, a friend of mine on Facebook for quite some time now. Um, love him to death. <laughs> so, thank you for calling. Hey, it's so good to hear Not your voice. Problem. So, we are talking about certification and uh, you know what requirements that um, people's particular styles use um, to uh, in the student ranks to um, to signify progression but you know what we really kind of want to talk about also is the black belt certifications and and requirements in that and is certification necessary and this and that and the other so I just want to give our phone number one more time three four seven six seven seven. 0699. So let's go ahead and start with Bob. And now, Bob, you come from styles that essentially had no belt ranks, correct? That's right. They were either certifications uh, or sometimes status ranking. Uh, I did come from a karate style as well as well as uh, taekwondo, and those were belt ranks. But when I progressed and and, and started to, to Started my Renaissance period. All of those had all of those styles had no belt ranks, like the Jun Fan, the JKD. Uh, it was all the certifications at that point. Mm. So what? What exactly? Well, cause, you know, because because it was certification for for ranks and stuff like that, as opposed to belt. So, there, so what, right. what? What delineated levels within those particular arts? So let's just say, let's just say Jun you know what, what? What were some key points that instructors looked for for moving people up? Uh, time and grade, uh, okay. and did they meet the curriculum requirements? Because remember, with with Jun Fan, there was no time and grade. Uh, meaning, 
there was no specific time frame you had to go from one rank to next. Mm-hmm. It, it was on invitation basis only. So if you if your instructor felt you were ready, he would tell you you are going to test, and if you refused, you would get bitch slapped. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple. I know that feeling. <laughs> right, right. Oh, you right? me too. Right. <laughs> uh, now, and of, and that was like, basically like, because. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just remind me a little bit later because, you know, you said that if a teacher said you're ready to test and if you refuse, you got bitch slapped. Okay, I want to talk a little bit later about also about students that ask to be tested and demand to be tested. So we're going to get into that a little bit later. Yes. Ooh, that's, Absolutely. That's a, that's a sore spot for me. But anyway, but go, out, go on. Go on, Bob. Uh, because John Font, as written by Ted Lukai, had a very specific curriculum, as most arts do, but there was no time lapse. You didn't have to be a white uh, uh, level one for five years before you tested for level two. Once you oh, had right. the curriculum and you were recognized to have the curriculum, you were asked to test or told to test depending on what mood he was in. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? What about you, Shifu, Shifu Olivier? Uh what's it what's it like at your at your corn? Well, coming up, we basically we had no rank. But then we didn't train like normal folks do anyway. My stuff used to tell us that we must be crazy to be training, paying him to torture <laughs> us, you know. So, and you know, as I got older I appreciated that fact. But we right. never really, really went by rank. You know, if that's the case, when I was considered a yellow belt, I was fighting black belts. So that didn't make me a black belt. Right, so, right. So, yeah, I kind of have a sore spot with that because even now when I go to these tournaments, I'll see yellow belts doing black belt cottage, you know. So, to me, that makes no sense. Right, So right. I choked on my water because I was going to go, yeah, yeah, I almost choked on my water. <laughs> It but, makes no yeah. sense. It's all from a sports sense. And to me, all martial arts can be created for war. So, you know, right. the ghosts of our grandmaster past are like rolling over their graves when they see the stuff that's being done now. So mm-hmm. that's the best way I can look at it. To me, a rank doesn't mean much. It really right. doesn't, especially nowadays. You know, right. you want to impress me, get on the floor. Impress me, hit me. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how you're going to impress me. Exactly. Yeah, what's I that never, saying? Right. Yeah, what's that saying? I Skills never really knew about rank until I moved to Washington, and I studied over there in federal way with uh, oh, the right. school. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time that um, rank was, was really... Given me, you wanted me a black belt only because you saw me kick, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you didn't see anything else I can do, but you want to give me a black belt. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, right. This, right. <laughs> this is not the place for me. So, yeah. And even my students, they used to tell me, like with my daughter, who is incredibly awesome, they would tell me, oh, she should have her black belt. She should have her black belt. No, she shouldn't. She's not ready for it. So if I would have taken her to New York to my instructor, he would say, no, she's not a black belt because she's got the floor wiped with her. But in sports tournaments, she's a god. You know, so it's like, right, right. it really, 
it makes no sense to me. But, you know, when in Rome, you do as the Romans do. But I'm not in Rome, so I'm just not going to do what they do. Exactly. We're, we're here in the United States, right? Um, yeah. And now, Andy, Andy, Andy Mason from the U.K., why am I hearing an echo? That is so weird. It's Bob's fault. <laughs> it's Bob's fault. I, I, oh, God. <laughs> if he says it's Bob's fault, he must have listened to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Andy so, says. The thing that me the most, though, is that people are so, especially the parents, they get so caught right. up in rank. And right. uh, students want to be this rank and that rank. But my thing is, and a lot of people are going to hate me for this, and you know me, I just don't care. How are you going to give out rank when you train twice a week for 35 minutes? Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. How do you do that? You just, Especially Amen. here in Georgia, these guys train twice, maybe three times. Okay, I'm exaggerating. Three times a week for 35 minutes. 35 minutes? 35 minutes. I remember the average class here is 35 minutes, twice a week, but yet you want to give people uh, black belts that can't sit into a horse fence. Right. Oh, my God. 35 minutes. 35 minutes. Okay. Because, you know, on Saturdays, it's open school for us. So I don't care what school you are from, you can come and you can train with us. I've had kids come into me, and they're like fifth-degree black belts, and you can't sit in a horse stand. I'm like, okay. One guy, 15 years old, fifth-degree black belt. I was training what? from 5 what? to what? 5 o'clock in the afternoon to sometimes 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning. And it took me, and I've been training since I was 4. I didn't mm-hmm. get my first rank until I was 21. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. The only way I can get access is, is I went to Chinatown and bought one. <laughs> but earning it? No way. Not until I was 21. Wow. We got a, we got some good. The comments are flying in right now. Janie says, how do you even get anything going in 35 minutes? Hey, what, what, come to what? Atlanta. <laughs> you know, come to Atlanta, Janie. Now, Andy Mason from the U.K. says, does anyone know about the history of the Don ranking, the Japanese Don ranking? Um, and uh, if not, he can share. Now, uh, I just want to chime in on that because I had, I had heard, I had, I'd heard several stories that, one, the Don ranking didn't really start until Jigoro Kano uh, made belt ranks for his kids when he was teaching judo in um, primary schools, and it, and that this this is just what I heard, uh, and that he based he based the the rankings, the Q and Don rankings on um, the game of Go, the Japanese strategic game of Go. So there are Don rankings in Go for Go. Uh, experts and stuff like that. So that's just what I heard. So Andy, please, you know, chime in and correct me if I'm wrong or off base or whatever. Um, and uh, Janie says, well, I've seen that 35 minutes. Another local school is like that. And uh, J.W. Warwick says, wow, 35 minutes. 
Wow. (laughs) How can you you give out rank based on that? My instructor, you know, he wouldn't take more than 50 50 kids. And if you're a number 50 and you thought you were better than number two, Y'all fought, y'all did form, you did weapons, and if you was number 50 and you won, you became number two, and number two became number 50. Me, I was oh. smart. I stayed, I stayed in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed in my lane. I didn't want to be number 49, 48. I just stayed in my lane because you were still getting your butt ripped from 5 to 1 in the morning. But then I go to school and get on the street, and I want to hurt somebody. But, um... The way that they train today, like I said, the ghosts of our grandmaster past are rolling in their graves. Because everybody oh, wants to play this game of tag. They want to play a game of tag. They don't want to, you know, oh, it's just, it's just horrible. But, again, I stay in my lane. I watch. Yeah. I learn. And I teach what I know. And if we yes. get disqualified, guess what? We just get disqualified. Because any time, yeah. and the people going to get mad at this, too. Anytime I have a white sash fighting in continuous fighting and they're fighting a black belt and they stop the fight and tell my white sash that he's hitting too hard, there's something wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's the, I'll have to agree with you there. I, I will. Because, I mean, let me back up a little bit. Um, in tournaments, you know, I do, I do see the, the benefit in tournaments, right? I mean... You know, as long as as long as the practitioner knows the difference between sport and the street, as long as and that's my big bone to pick is like you know, sure if you want to do uh, sport kumite and point sparring, go for it. As long as you know the difference, you can't be point sparring in the street. Right. You know? Exactly. You got to get your ass the whooped. Reason, the reason that we go is because if I have a student that fights me every day. He's eventually going to hit me, no matter how good I am. It only takes one blow to win or lose a fight. So right. he can hit me, but then he gets there and he fights someone his rank and gets the floor mop with him. Why? Because not used fighting other people. So we don't care about the trophies because actually I give my students fifty dollars every time they get disqualified or get cheated. Uh-huh. So it's worth their while. So. You know, they right. go in there trying to get <laughs> trying to get disqualified. They're like, I want that fifty dollars, you know, because they make twenty five dollars <laughs> out of the deal anyway. So, but right. that's just my way of motivating them. I want them to fight other styles, other people, other heights, other you know, mentalities, so that they are well rounded with their fighting. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason we go tournament. Otherwise, I would have no use for it really. Right. Right. What about well? What about you, Bob? Do you, do you do you think that tournaments are a beneficial thing? Do you think that tournaments are bullshit? What do you think? Oh, <laughs> Bob. Bob, uh, wait a minute. Sorry about that. Muted my oh, okay. mic. Okay. Uh, okay. I can go either way because. Okay. Tournaments are a good way to hone your tool as long as, like you said, can differentiate. Can yes, differentiate definitely. the sport from the reality. Right. Sometimes that's a tough, tough nut to crack. It is. If they can it do is. that, I, oh, that goes back I to think the it's, as long as... Huh? That goes back to the teacher, like giving out rings. If the teacher, yes. like I hear, in taekwondo, I hear in Taekwondo, at least here, if you get black belt, you can open your school. 
you know, who sets the criteria for the black belt? And if you're a black belt and you can't sit in a horse stand to throw a proper roundhouse, you know, and you teaching that to other people is more than right. just differentiating right. from what's real and what's not real. It's just you're being taught incorrectly, period. Right. Right. Exactly. And as long, and I feel as long as they're not just after a trophy, if they're after honing their skill and, and, you know, it's like, Rusty, I tease you because cause you get distracted by shiny things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, a butterfly. Wow. And, <laughs> and I want to make that's sure that that's not what they're after. Are they after that, that big old trophy? Is that all that matters to them? Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. And, you know, I don't want to see that either. And what I don't want to see either, and this is uh, on the other side of the coin, is I don't want to see instructors base rank on tournaments. Like, well, you have to attend five tournaments in order to get promoted to green belt. What? What? You know, go figure. But, okay, we've got another caller, so let's go ahead and take it. It's another 818. So, Area code. I know. I was looking through my contacts to see if I knew them. I don't know them though. Yeah. Area code eight one eight. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Who's this? Hey guys, it's Michael. me, Michael. How you doing? Hey, I knew it. It's hey Michael. Michael Matsuda. Michael Matsuda. Hey, I can Marshall. see you right now. Yay. I'm waving at you. Yay! I'm waving too. <laughs> <laughs> um, up, you know, bell rankings uh, back. In the 60s, yes, I'm as old as dirt. Uh, in the 60s in judo, we had a, a white, and it took about three to five years to get a green, and then uh, longer than that to get a black. <laughs> and that, that was it. That was the whole ranking. And uh, uh, that was old school, you know. Um, Kung Fu, we didn't have any rankings. Uh, beginning class, intermediate, and advanced, and then that was it. You just continued training. But there were no rankings or certifications or anything in Kung Fu. Both Shaolin that I studied and Monkey, there were no certifications or at all. So skill, skill talk, right? Skill talk, bullshit walk. When I was doing, uh, I came up in karate, so I did, I did do the belt ranking and in Kajikambo, One Hop Kendo, Chan Fa, I, I did do the sash ranking there. But when I did Wushu, there's no rank. My Shufu. And in Tai Chi, there is no rank. My Shifu told me the same thing that I keep saying. Either you're good or you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Period. And that's Kill. in a nutshell. Even Kill. today. Even today's yeah. standards. Either you're good or you're not. Now, don't get it twisted. I know that there's a lot of schools out there. Like Jeff Doss, he's the one that got me into this whole NBL thing. His school uh-huh. and him himself who gets out there and competes himself, they are awesome. They're complete. Mm-hmm. And then we got fighters like um, Tony Young, who used to be on Team Budweiser. Them his uh-huh. school, their students, they go, they show out for the fighters. Mm-hmm. But then you got the majority that go out and want to play a game of tag. That doesn't right. work. You can't say that you have a certain rank and you're only playing tag. I have a problem with right. that. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, that, that's kind of what my problem is too. If you're black belt based on a on tournaments. <clears throat> then what, you know, what is there to teach? Well, I'm sure this guy might can appreciate that because when we fought back in the 70s, 
I'm not going to give away my age, but we fought in the mid-70s. We had no helmets. Us Kung Fu people, we could wear the Chinese slippers and our Kung Fu outfits, and we fought. Everybody else, if you was karate, you fought barefooted. There was no such thing as safety kicks or hands and feet or helmets. Now they give you more equipment than they give you to go to war. <laughs> it is like, you know, I understand you want to protect your kids, but then, you know, there were kids in 16th century China, too, training. You know, right. they didn't, they, they fought, they played for keeps. And my yep. thing and my premise is the criminal, the person that's trying to rob you, the person that's trying to hurt you is playing for keeps. So you have to train for keeps. You can't train for keeps with all that equipment on. Right. It might protect you against a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> now, Andy Mason from the UK, right? I know. Andy Mason from the UK, he says, I heard years ago that the old Shotokan masters from the old days had ranks that went to 13 dons, but because of arguments of who was higher, they came to the conclusion to stop at 10th don because the rest is knowledge after that. So thank you for your... Thank you for your thing there. Pete Wright says sound is fading. I don't know why. If I throw this, if I throw the gain up any any more, then it's gonna it's gonna sound really wonky. So I'm gonna keep it right here and hopefully uh, hopefully uh, my internet uh, will uh, keep up with that. So give us a call, folks. Three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Now let's. Appreciate yep. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I agree with you on uh, what you said about the the ballots. You know, there were no ballots until you know Furukoshi and uh, Chigoro Kano, those guys, uh, yeah. created the uniform and the ballots. And uh, uh-huh. um, you know, um, I don't have proof, exact proof of how they got the colors. I know it was some type of match or uh, swim meet or something like that. They saw the colors, and that's where yeah. they adapted the colors from. And then uh, now you have uh, every color you can think of. <laughs> I know. There's even like pink belt, camo belt. What, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, you know. And you know, yesterday we had a we had a couple, a ten year old and a thirteen year old. Both were saying they were black belts. Both of them, and they couldn't like they couldn't lift their foot hardly anything. So yeah, I, know, I understand what you guys are talking that's about. That's why I have the problem. That's why I have the problem. Yes. And people yeah. hate me because I'm very vocal with that. But, I mean, it just makes no sense to me. And like you said earlier, back then you had beginners, you had intermediate, and you had advanced. That's it. And that's really what it should be. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it should. Because it's I don't know quite how to word this, but, like, and this is going to be kind of like this. It does. It sucks. Um, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a segue into what uh, I kind of wanted to, the, what we wanted to go into. Now, certification. Mm-hmm. Okay, that little piece of paper with two signatures and probably a fancy seal and stuff like that. You know, the question is now, if someone gets certified as whatever Don rank or whatever, is it a benchmark? For for being a teacher, and that's uh, that's what we, what we want to hear from our listeners and and uh, viewers right now. Give us a call three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine, or put your comments 
down below. Let's hear from you. Is a certificate, a physical certificate on a piece of parchment paper, is it a benchmark for being a teacher? Now, one argument that I know some people would, would give is that a certificate is for a governing body or somebody in their in their upline instructors or their master or whatever. A certificate is a formal way of recognizing someone's improvement in that art or confirming your own master's, I guess, faith in you to pass on the art. So I can see why certification is important in some arts. I can see that because it's, you know, it's an instructor saying, I recognize you, you as having this skill, and I'm going to tell the public that I recognize you with this skill, with this proof of a piece of paper. However, there are certificate mills out there. There are certificate mills out there where you can say, hey, you know, I've been doing martial arts for 30 years. Doesn't matter that I've been inactive for ten, and for maybe ten of those, another ten of those years, I've only been training thirty-five minutes a day, twice a week. Can you recognize me as a seventh-degree black belt, or eighth-degree, or tenth-degree, or something like that? And they will award it to you for a fee if you can afford oh, it. fee. That's my issue. A lot yeah. of people that I know that have these certificates. People put too much emphasis one on lineage. All right, I know brothers that can fight with a garbage can. Okay, but do they get a certificate? Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they can teach other people how to use a garbage can. You know what I'm saying? So right. I don't. I agree with when you say this is here. This is my credentials. This, that, and the other. But. Many people know who I've had these issues for the last three years with a certain person who will remain nameless. He has those credentials, credentials, but he couldn't bust a grape in a fruit pipe. But yet he has these credentials that say he can do this and that he's from this and he's from that. Come to find out that they're falsified, and people believe because he has this paper. You know, to me, you know, Unless there's some Sherlock Holmes guy with a uh, microscope saying this is this and this is that, you're really in a right. 22. You really, right. really don't know. And I believe you either shut up or put up. If you get on my floor and you can do this and do that, I'm going to recognize you. If you can't, I don't care. Jesus Christ yourself could assign it. And you're not that. Play mm-hmm. example. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was laughing that whole time. <laughs> he can't punch a grape in a food fight. <laughs> he couldn't punch a grape in a food fight. You know, he really couldn't. My daughter mopped the floor with him. Before, she, before I even decided to think about giving her a black fat, he's supposed to be uh-huh. third and fourth level, and I'm seeing kids bust him on his behind. So wow. what does that say about your piece of paper? Right. Right. That's my problem oh my with it. If you have a piece of paper and it's supposed to honor, you know, I honor my instructor by teaching the way he taught me, by producing mm-hmm. the students that I produce and keeping the lineage going. That's uh-huh. how I honor him. I honor him by the 
because to me it's just a piece. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. That's, 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 yeah, that's technically what it is. What was that? Short, short oh. story. There's a guy here that teaches comedy who will also remain nameless. Mm-hmm. He has pictures that I can tell of Photoshop. Him and some Chinese dude. He's in color. The Chinese dude is in black and white. Yeah, right. I'm stupid. All right. So he has the whole <laughs> saying that he's this, that, and the other. When it came to him and I touching hands, it's more than obvious. I teach you with my left hand, and for this and that, there's something wrong. Right. You have a picture on the wall with all these um, certifications. Your instructors are black and white, and you're in color. There's something wrong. <laughs> right. That's my point exactly. He did it. He proclaimed yeah. himself grandmaster. What test did he do? What did he, you know, what hardship, what blood, um, sweat, and tears did he, mm-hmm. you know, do to get that rank? Nothing. He went on a computer, photoshopped some stuff, put a seal on it, put it on his wall, make some grandmaster. I'm not cool with that. Wow. That's, that's, that's nuts. That's absolutely yeah. nuts. You know, guys, um, um the, the martial arts is the only, shall we say, entity that anybody can print a certificate, put on a black belt, and open a school, and we can't do anything about it. <laughs> you know what but I mean? I mean yeah. You can just watch a karate movie, and you're a grandmaster. I'm telling you, what karate movie is it? <laughs> <laughs> and don't watch the five deadly venoms because then you just gonna got stupid with it. <laughs> Black belt by watching a karate movie. Holy crap! All right, let's there take you another go. call. Let's take another call. Let's uh, let's take this line. Area code two seven zero two seven zero. You're on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Who's this? It's Janie. How you doing? Janie, how you doing, girl? What's going on? I'm doing good. Good. So you've been listening this whole time. Let's hear your thoughts on what we're talking about right now. Well, I I agree with him saying there's a lot of people who do some pretty shisty stuff out there. Um, our school, you have to get certified, even our master. Um, I'm under Master J.D. Ship at Victory Martial Arts, and uh, I was at his uh, master test, and he has to go through everything that we go through. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, That's pretty cool. Um, That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, I agree. Degree, the majority, and I hate to say the majority don't do that. Right, they do not. For uh, for I, us, I, our I, black belt included. I'm a certificate right now from our school. Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna make you an honorary black belt. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Now, we, we we have to, we have done some house belt stuff, but that's just a Lou. He was a red belt, and they're doing teaching and stuff, so we give him a house belt. And it was just a it wasn't so much an honorary thing. It was a, he really was really good at instructing, and he knew what he was doing. But he still had to take the test, which means uh, you have to write your letter on any topic that the uh, master gives you. Um, you have to know umpteen million different. Uh, uh, one-step sparring 
mm-hmm. you have to know all your forms from white build up. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we have to break. <clears throat> I don't always agree with that with the little kids though, but uh, especially we have a junior black belt system that I don't, I'm not fond of, but that's just me. Um, right. But we do have to break uh, adult boards, adult size boards, two uh, boards, four stations. Um, and then answer any questions that uh, our uh, GM or our master asks us to do. And we also have a, actually, we have a 10th uh, Dan, uh, Shotokan Karate, who was also in Taekwondo, because we are Chundokwan Taekwondo. Um, mm-hmm. He sits on our board, and he's with the American Martial Arts Renme. So uh, we've had several people on our board with experience. And if they don't think we're good enough, then we don't pass. Uh, we have to meet every requirement, right and on. so do our masters. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. But you know, the that one thing I hear her saying, I hear her saying that there is a criteria to get these certifications. That's yes. Mm-hmm. We have schools here that say that they're, let's say, Gojuru, and all they do is fight. How do you get the blueprint for fighting? There's only but so many ways right. you can punch and throw a kick, okay? Mm-hmm. So how do you get that blueprint? You've got to do forms. You've got to do weapons. You've got to be able to do this. A lot of people, they can't even recite their school creed. So what I'm hearing yeah. her say is that they have all of this. It's a full program. Right. right? And I'm sure it's more than 35 minutes as well. <laughs> so <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> well, we, we do 45 minutes. But uh, 15 minutes of that is, uh, you know, doing the stretching and stuff. But right. um, but we encourage everybody to stay afterwards, and we keep the doors open forever. So if you want to work on your Hayong, then we'll work on that. If you want to work on your Holston Sul, let's work on that, you know. we we we're, we're, Our black belts, we all put in the time to help our underbelts or uh, other black belts. Mm-hmm. See, that's the place I would train it. Exactly. Yeah, but it's hard, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause, and I wouldn't you know, mind like, paying money to try to, you know, oh, God, don't care. I told you I didn't want to call. Get me started. <laughs> no, get me started. <laughs> get started. That's what we're known for. And, you know, all the, all, I, I want to let our listeners know right now that, you know, this show, Bob and I, the reason why Bob and I did this show, three reasons. Number one, you know, we wanted to bring the martial arts community together. Um, because there's there's still so much like uh, divisiveness even in even in styles themselves there's so much divisiveness so much politics so we wanted to just bring everyone together on a level playing field so to speak to discuss things just for discussion right number two uh, Bob and I our personalities are such that if we bring if we open up a can of worms. We're we're just gonna we're just gonna empty that can of worms everywhere. We're gonna <laughs> right on, you know? you know. And if people don't like it, they don't like it, you know. If people you know agree, then they agree. But it's all for the discussion, you know. We right. figure, me and Bob figure that there's always gonna be someone butt hurt out there. Right. Here's our violin. Here's our violin. You know, too bad, so sad. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now and no, a can of worms on me. I'm just gonna go fishing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so she's 
Kifu, we are all about a can of worms, that kind of thing. However, you know, we, we always have the disclaimer. Our opinions are not that of everybody else out there because we know that the universe does not revolve around us, unlike some people. But anyway. <laughs> so we, we just keep it <laughs> we keep it at that. And then number three, that is Bob laughing. And uh, and number three, you know, to, to talk, we want to talk about subjects um, that are sometimes hard to talk about because, you know, some other shows don't talk about it, you know. Um, so, you know, that's the thing, you know, all in all, we're here to help people and everyone's opinion is is welcome and we're not gonna we're not gonna you know uh diss people because of their opinion that's uh that's the thing unless of course somebody calls in and decides to troll on us that's different oh man yeah like that one time that troll like called in that was that was interesting Anyway, yeah, it was so, very interesting. That was oh, that's right. You were there for that, huh, Jamie? Oh, yeah. I just wanted, well, I'm glad. I'm glad to, to know that there are other schools and other people out there that feel the same as I do. So that, that's why I started watching you guys. Like you and I've been friends on Facebook since like 2009, 2008. Right, yeah, like that. since Facebook came and out I've or been something. And I've been watching, and you see my ups and my downs, and my victories and my losses. So we kind of share that bond, even though, yeah. And in fact, I used to live out there and never knew of you, so that's kind of strange to me. But the yeah. fact that there are people out there that are just feel the same way about teaching, like me, I take it. To, they say those who um, teach can't fight, and those who fight can't teach. And I feel that we're all ones who can do both. So I've proven it. I'm sure you've proven it. I'm sure everybody that calls in and resonates the same type of opinion, not necessarily the same opinion, but the Mm -hmm. same type of opinion, the same mindset, thinks the same way. They keep martial arts what it is. Right. All martial Mm -hmm. arts that I know of, except Kung Fu, was created for war. Then Kung Mm -hmm. Fu eventually turned into a war art. So... If you if it's created for war, you need to train for war. That's my only opinion. Michael Matsuda, Michael Matsuda says Art Camacho has a pink belt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm oh sure he does. I'm sure he does. <laughs> Can't wait to, to see what Art on the other side of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can't wait to see what Art has to write for that. So thanks for calling in, Michael. <laughs> it was good to hear from you, Michael. He, uh, he had to bow out from our phone line. Um, <clears throat> hey, I want to send a shout-out out there to my buddy up in B.C., Marlon Bonilla. He says, hello. Hi, Marlon. How are you? Thanks for thanks for stopping in to say hello. Now, Tony Collins is um, on board with us right now in the comments, and he says, some people don't offer certificates. The problem is, is that it gives the instructor absolute power to say what a student has or doesn't have as far as rank is concerned. Certificates are part of the political subject of martial arts, but here's why they're needed. Um, politi- politics, political mumbo-jumbo. 
Ooh, don't get me started on that either. <laughs> What's that? I agree with that. I, I agree with that to a certain extent. Yeah, because it's political. It's not what we're talking about is not political. Yeah, what he's saying but, it is political. Right, right, that exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can see how. Uh, but, but Go ahead, Bob. But Rusty, isn't a political mumbo jumbo synonymous with bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know. I think me and Bob come from the same mother. Yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. You know, you know. Now, I I years ago, a few years ago, I heard something on the radio that really resonated with me, and it was a definition of politics. It was this lady on some political show or something. And she said, you know why politics exists in any organization? She said that politics exists because the followers of the organization lost sight of the founder's original vision. And I, yeah. And I, and I think that that could be, you know, part of it that, you know, because when, when the founder of a system, in this case, martial arts or an organization is gone, right? Two, you know, several things can happen if that person has not chosen a successor. Number one, people start fighting and bickering over who's going to take over because I've been with him longer or I've been with her longer and I've been I'm the highest rank and I'm certified in this and I'm certified so you've got the bickering which starts all that bullshit right or two the founder did choose a successor but unfortunately that successor ignores the founder's vision and says, well, you know what? I'm in charge now. We're going to do my way or the highway. Um, so, Rusty, how about the groups that don't, that if they, if they did do it, if they did uh, have a successor or if they did not, how many of those, whether they had or hadn't, just decided to break off and do their own thing? And then it, then it became convoluted beyond belief. That's that's mm-hmm. true. That's a, that's a that's a that's a good thing to talk about. Let's talk about that for a little bit. I've I've been how do I put this? <laughs> I've been I've been in a situation where you know I've been in several situations where I know people that have broken away or that I had to step away um, because of politics and because of other stuff. Um, and stuff like that. Um, and I'll have to say that some things can get convoluted or some things can stay the same just in a different just in a different venue of thought, I guess, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I've seen more convoluted stuff than I had seen non-convoluted stuff. So Right, because you, know. you can go every way. You can go convoluted, you can go non-convoluted, you can go actually better. You go stays the same, convoluted, or improved. Yeah, exactly. Now, I haven't, I haven't seen any of that with schools, but I've seen it with parents. Uh, we had a particular parent who liked to go around politicking because he doesn't like the way things were going. 
within wow. the school, and we haven't done anything different. I mean, we don't show favoritism to one student to another, but he thought his student was like the top, the cream of the crop, you know, and felt like she she needed to have special uh, uh, special lifestyle or, or special spot there at the school. And uh, I finally got tired of his politics and told him, look, if you want to do politics, then go to another school because we're not going to have that here. You know, we don't need to be putting uh, people up against each other. So if that's what you're about, then we're not the school for you. If you want to come and you like what we're doing as far as your daughter's training, then stay, but keep your mouth shut. Amen. <laughs> right. I'm just reflecting for a moment. That's why I'm quiet. <laughs> I didn't leave. I'm just, I'm just absorbing all this for my next, next belt. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> Now, just for uh, – oh, wait, we got another – we have another caller. Let's take area code 708. 708, you're on Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Who's this? Hey, Bob. Hey, Rusty. It's Steve. How are you? Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? Very good. Very good. I love this subject, by the way. This is actually a great one. And, right on. uh Yeah, and, you know, from the, – the hard part about politics is – it all comes down to interpersonal arguing of some kind, especially when somebody breaks away. If yeah, somebody breaks yeah. away because they feel they have their own thing to offer and maybe they do a combination of different systems or whatever, that's one thing. But, like, I guess I would have to follow the lead of my instructors, both Dan Asano and Larry Hartzell. And the purpose of the certification is only to empower the student. And uh, because just like... I want to make sure that the doctor I go to has been certified by the American Medical Association. I want to make sure my dentist is certified. I want to make sure that my mechanic is certified that works on my car. My God, I'm not going to have an uncertified mechanic work on my brakes. So the purpose of a certification is normally saying somebody else or a governing body in in terms of, let's say, the American Medical Association has, has said this person has enough knowledge to do benefit and not harm to you. In some way, it, I guess yeah. to be super vague. Yeah. Um, the that's hard what part that's is. What I said earlier about that, I I said you know maybe I it's certification I could be a master's it. confirmation of their recognition of their student's skill level. So, right. Sure. Yeah. And even with that, even too many stipulations. Everything he's saying is correct. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Everyone's talking at the same time, and my 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 server's like, "What are you doing?" Oops. Let's hear from let's hear from um let's hear from Romilio really quick. Shifu Olivieri. Sure, I agree. I agree with what he's saying, but my problem is there's too many stipulations when it comes to that. My mechanic is not certified, and I've never had a problem out of my car. My old one, I have a '69 Roadrunner he works on, and I have my new car which he works on. Never had a problem out of it. I agree with his analogy, but not everybody thinks that way. That's the problem that I'm having. You know what? Hold on. I agree with you completely. Realize this. Bruce Lee didn't exactly uh, – you know, he created his own system and his own way of doing things, and he necessarily wasn't, he wasn't necessarily certified by somebody. Uh, there's bickering right. in, the, in the Wing Chun community that's actually ever certified to teach or not. And between right. you and me, who cares? Because just like your mechanic, clearly he was qualified. 
performance was proved anything that he had to say, and he was willing to put up or shut up. Just like your mechanic right. says, hey, listen, you, I can fix your car. And, if he, and, and apparently he's been reputable for years. But as right. a general rule, you're taking – most people would be taking – you know, let's put it this way. Only somebody like Bruce Lee who will stand on his own like that. Maybe somebody only like your mechanic who said, hey, listen, I learned from so-and-so. I never got my certification by, by, you know, by, by some governing body, but my skills speak for themselves. So there's always the exception to the rule. But in general, like I want to make sure that my dentist went to dental school. If somebody's going to operate yeah. on me, well, yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, yeah, you can operate on me because you sound pretty confident. Yeah. Oh, you don't want my mechanic. You don't want my mechanic working on your teeth. I get that. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, there, you know. So there, there's. So, but so ultimately, certifications do provide, especially for let's say I'm not super knowledgeable about say uh, transmissions. So somebody, you know, I mean, you wouldn't. Sound, no matter what I was able to fix, that's the transmission. That's not for me. So, it, right. to a certain degree, it does limit some con artists. And if you get right. your certification from somebody who's reputable, if you get your certification from Dan Asano or Larry Hartzell or uh, one of the original members of the Chen family or whoever they happen to be, you go, oh, oh, I can trace that lineage. That's really good. Right. Is this an, is this an online degree or is it a PhD from Harvard? Oh, you know what? That right. PhD from Harvard does speak miles. No, you know, and they might not necessarily know uh, more than the next person. You know, uh, people like uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have received. I know there's. T- I mean, I can't have a good example off the top of my head, but there's tons of people out there that have received honorary degrees. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill mm-hmm. Gates had an honorary degree from some college because he learned from practical experience, and he's a guy that could teach. It doesn't matter that maybe he didn't get his PhD in whatever field, but when it comes to technologies and which is clearly not my specialty, something I can't even speak vaguely about, but that's somebody that has some knowledge from the real world, practical experience, who's done it and proved he could do it. He's you know taught and guided a huge he made billions of dollars. I mean I'm talking on an Apple Seven right now, <laughs> you know iPhone so. You know, so <laughs> so clearly, like a guy like Bill Gates, if he had an honorary degree from someplace, I would say I wouldn't care if he took one class. If Bill Gates was teaching or doing a lecture or a seminar, and that was my specialty, and I wanted to learn about it, I would go. Right. So you know, so of course, there's always going to be the exception of the rule, but there's very few Bill Gateses out there. Right. You know, there, there's a lot fewer people that can work on your cars like your mechanic can than people that are uncertified that shouldn't be touching your car. So, right. you know, uh, so right. the point is, is, is there is a certain respect to go, oh, you got, I don't care if it's a degree in art or philosophy or chemistry or mathematics or engineering from Harvard. You go, you know what, oh, I, I already know ahead of time that when this person opens their mouth and speaks, I should be listening. And that does serve a purpose to the public, just like if somebody said, and I can only use my family as an example. If somebody said, I am certified by, you know, Guru Dan and Asano and one of his instructors, I go, oh, wow, this person has something to share. 
Now, just like you you previously mentioned that people do go off on their own way. Guru Dan always says, hey, listen, I might give somebody a black belt. And you might say, oh, well, my double dagger is better than theirs. But you have no idea how good their boxing is, how good their lot is, how good their jiu-jitsu is, how good their street right. wrestling is, how good their Kali is. You know, I mean, maybe that's not necessarily their specialty. But in terms of the martial arts, as we all know, the field is huge. I'm a pretty good martial artist, but, you know, if somebody's going to teach me how to throw a weapon, I'm going to Rusty because I have no technical skill in that area whatsoever. And there's there's something to be said for taking out your enemy from 10, 10 feet away and not having to get your hands dirty. You know, so <laughs> not bad. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the truth. You know, what if you're dealing with multiple opponents? You know, uh, right. you know uh, one of Guru Dan's uh, martial arts instructors said that you should always carry six knives. <clears throat> two for you, two for your buddy, and two to throw. And mm. the two to throw, clearly... I should be, you know, talking to Rusty about that and saying, uh, I could use a little more technique here because I'm going on blind luck and whatever I learned from football and baseball as a child, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of just how to throw a ball, how to throw something. But, you know, I have zero technique in that field. So you go, oh, wow, no matter how talented I might be in one area, man, there's always something to learn if you are exactly. humble enough and, and open and are, are willing to learn. You know, if I was going to learn about firearms, I would have Kat give me a, a firearms lesson because my skill there is minimal. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter what my jiu-jitsu is like, you know, with a firearm. Okay, hey, Kat, give me some technique here. You know, critique my stance. How am I holding my weapon? You know, you name it. Uh, there's yeah. different stances in firearms. You know, there's the weaver stance, and I can't remember them all, but I know I know so little that clearly I'm not somebody to be teaching a firearms class. I'm not somebody to be teaching how to throw a knife or an axe or all the or or use a whip for that matter. That's pretty cool, by the way. Um, but but you know so so like for instance, you know you know uh, Rusty could speak of listen. This is who I learned my Tai Chi from directly, and I was in this lineage, and this they were uh, this person was in the family, and and this is how I can trace where I come from. And you go, oh wow, okay. And this person, when you're talking about your personal family art, if you're going to certify somebody, then you're going to make sure that the quality level is probably pretty damn high. So going right. directly to the source and re- receiving a certification in that fashion. Also, the hard part is is politics and when the certifications are used maybe to keep somebody down because somebody considers them a threat. But now you're talking about ego and stuff like that. So I always, unfortunately, come from the idealistic perspective in that it will be used to, like, just like my instructors taught me, to empower somebody and to say, listen, right. you, should, you have something to share. And the reason there might be, like, degrees of black belt, just like there are degrees in, you know, Guru Dan's and Sifu Larry's system is to say, okay, listen, this is where you're at. Did you receive a bachelor's degree? Did you receive a master's degree? Do you have a Ph.D.? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I like the way that Guru Dan did it in the in the way that ever since Brandon Lee unfortunately passed away, that there is no successor. You know, there's mm-hmm. a senior full instructorship, and all mm-hmm. those guys are have talent, and they all have something to share. And if they all want to start their own organizations when Guru Dan passes away, that's completely up to them. Uh, mm-hmm. But there is no individual successor, so there is no, there can't be any fighting. You know, there's, it's not going to be, will it be Paul Vunek? Will it be Burt Richardson? Will it be Rick Fay? You know, will it be Joel Clark, his current 
you know, demo assistant. He's got, you know, you know, there, he's got so many talented people out there that it's ridiculous as to argue who takes over. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully, there, you know, there always is a lot of fighting. Look what happened to American Kempo when, when Master Ed Parker died. You know, everybody mm-hmm. broke off and started their own organizations because, and that's normally about ego and money. Because suddenly you don't want to be under this person. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even like that phrase. You know, I don't, you know, I, although I do jujitsu, I don't like the phrase of, oh, I'm under this instructor. I'm under Hicks and Gracie. I'm, you know, I'm under Horian Gracie or I'm under Marcelo Garcia or whoever. It doesn't matter. Man, I'm not under yeah. anybody. When I get my black belt, they've simply empowered me. And if they give me stripes on that belt one day, then, hey, that's awesome. Well, not that I'm currently a jiu-jitsu black belt. I'm using it as, as an example. But right. If you get stripes on that one day, that's simply a recognition that you continue to teach and to learn and you're contributing to the arts because right. uh, you know, normally a seventh degree black belt just means you're old. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, hey, hey. No, it's the truth, though. It's the truth. You know, if you're a 25-year-old seventh degree black belt, you're full of shit. And if you're a legit seventh degree black belt, that probably means you're a senior instructor. That's all. You've made <laughs> wonderful contributions to the art, but you know it's it, at a legitimate seventh-degree black belt. You know, in, is well over forty years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not that's you not know. old. Okay, I thought you're like, what are you yeah, calling yeah, old? But, saying, yeah, but, you're, you're, but you're not twenty-five. You know, uh, yeah, you know, true. A, you know a twenty-four-year-old seventh-degree black belt's full of shit. You know, and I couldn't yeah, look at myself in the mirror. From, she's far from 25. <laughs> yeah, like 25 years away from 25. And don't get us started on that. In fact, you know, let's go ahead and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Not the old part, but... Right, right, about, right, right, right. Let's talk about that a little bit later because let's go ahead and take a break. I need to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about age requirements. Ooh, let's get oh, into that. Interesting. I know. All righty. Yeah. So stay tuned. <laughs> Folks, don't go away. We'll be right back after this. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. 
inside this little Burbank building. This is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamicdojoradiohost at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Right, and we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699, and we are talking about belt certifications, soke ships, hanshi ships, shihan ships, the whole nine yards. So give us a call, 347-677-0699. Now, just for fun, I just typed in uh, rank credentials or certifications in Google, and uh, there came up this organization. I'm going to leave it nameless. And um, this particular organization has um, minimum ages um, required for non-grade certification and recognition in this particular organization. Um, and let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, wait. Okay. Is this is uh, wait this particular organization? Like I said, you know, this is I'm not this is going to be a nameless organization, but um, apparently it's a registry for official martial arts rank across across the globe, and mm. it talks a little bit about the difference between. I don't even know how to say this word. Homologation? Homologation? What the hell does homologation mean? What (laughs) What the hell does that mean? The difference between... (laughs) Shut up, Bob. The difference between homologation... I'm trying to figure out what the hell you just said. It sounds like something else you have on Google. It's H O M O L O H O M O L O G A T I O. I'm looking this up. I'm looking well, this yeah, up. I would, yeah. You Homo- don't want me to comment on that. Homologation. Okay. It means, hold on. It means um, from the verb homologate. 
I'm alive. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. It's probably I'm a, ha, shit. I don't know where to put the. I don't know where to. I don't, I don't know where to put the stress here. Is it homologate? 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 Homologation? It's probably homologation. It means to approve or confirm officially. It is a process of certifying or approving a product to indicate that it meets regulatory standards and specifications, such as safety and technical requirements. Okay, so the difference nice. between homologation, that word, and validation. So the first thing that that this particular organization wants viewers to know is the difference between that word and validation. So, mm. so why, why, you know, um, anyway, anyway, so the minimum ages that are required in this particular organization for downgrade certification and ha ba la ba la ba la so here are the minimum ages, 16 years old for Shodan. 18 for Nidan, huh? 20 for Sandan, just wait, 20 for Sandan, 25 for Yondan, 30 for Godan, 35 for Rokudan, which makes no sense. It's all because it's only five years. It just makes no sense for me. 40 years old for Sichidan, that's seventh Don now. At least 50 for Hachidan, eighth Don, 60 for Kudan, which is ninth. And seventy-year-old minimum for judon, tenth don. Um, and then it says here there are many martial arts organizations whose ranks are recognized by the whatever this association is. Um, yeah, so that's just what their particular minimum age requirements are. Let's throw that on the table and let's talk about that a little bit. Um, Tony Collins, I just fell out of my chair. <laughs> and Peter says I can remember an instructor shouting numbers and letters at me during an exam I think my response was yelling back, was yelling back you sunk my battleship and Jamie says oh my I, God. Have master, I have a master ship <laughs> and Tony says I just fell out of my chair okay so let's, uh, let's talk about this a little bit let's talk about you know should there? I just choked myself with my with my uh, headphones. Should there be um, uh, a type of of age requirement? Now, I'll just go ahead and start with the age. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and start with the age requirement thing here. But first, what I'm gonna do here, Sifu, because I feel myself yelling, I'm gonna mute your mic just for now, just for now, because you're outside. So I'm gonna mute his mic for now. Whoo. Okay, just for now. Um, and then I'll bring you back up. Now, my, and this is just my opinion. My opinion is at least for just first degree, first degree, um, you know, they said on, in, in that organization that 16 is a minimum age. Um, I feel that's a good age. Some people are adamant about you have to be 18 or 21, that kind of thing. Okay, and that's fine too. Um, I'm talking from a place, though, where I got promoted to shodan in uh, karate in butokukan karate when i was 15 but i had to go through the same adult thing there was no 
junior black belt. There was no, you know, it's either you proved yourself as a showdown for that particular rank showdown or you failed. Period. Yeah, no pressure for a teenager, right? No pressure at all. Um, and I went through hell that test, and I, 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 it gave me a whole new respect for what a black belt is. Because you know, when you know, when you're young, you know, when I say young, I don't necessarily mean age. I mean like mentally, because <laughs> I've met a lot of twenty-five-year-olds that think like fourteen-year-olds. But anyway, um. You know, it gave me a whole new respect for what black belt was, because not only did I have to know each of my kata and do them exceptionally well, but I had to prove my um, my physical ability by sparring a bajillion people over and over and over again until I puked, and three, to demonstrate I could teach, um, and to teach in a way that was that was understandable to any age group. And that was the clincher because I was only 15. They brought in, they brought in kids that, you know, that only had like maybe five days experience in the class and they had me teach them something. And then they brought in, you know, like a, I think he was like 50 something years old who had like only about three months of experience in the class and had me teach them something. And that was funny because back then I thought 50 year olds were old. So now we are those <laughs> Anyway, I will and if any of that, yeah, right. If any of those things did not pass muster, I would have failed. So you know, for so when I say I think someone should be fifteen or sixteen minimum, I, I, I agree with that. But they have to prove it. Um, and for second degree, at least let three years go by, and have and, and see the improvement. Now, yeah, sign down and above. Minimum. Yeah, Sandan and above, I do believe there should be like a lot more years in between, like at least five. Or at least, you know, for seventy for for tenth degree, you mean? Yeah. Who's gonna live to be? I mean, if you started training at ten, you gotta wait seventy to your seven. You're gonna be eighty years old before you become tenth degree. Are you really? <laughs> apparently, apparently they want someone. <laughs> To be seventy years old before you can be a tenth degree, one of many tenth my degrees. Problem, <laughs> my problem with that whole system is this: you have people who are going to train real hard, and you have people who are not. You yes. have people who are distracted, especially these kids. My biggest competition is not any of these schools around me; it's that PlayStation and Genesis and all these other games that they have going on the internet, that's my competition. But you have those few who eat, sleep, and think martial arts. They yes. are going to progress faster, have a better foundation, and just do things quicker than other people. Case in point, my daughter. My daughter has been awesome since she was 11, She's been beating up black belts. That doesn't make her a black belt because she was able to compete with them. But mm-hmm. I held her back. She should have had it by the time she was 12. I refused to give black belt that age. Yeah, well, 12, 12 is a little young. I, I do. I, I, 10, anything under 12, I think, is, is a little bit extreme. My problem was, I mean, the skill was there. 
mindset is not there. I mean, right. you can throw out a thousand things, the nastiest thing on the planet, but you don't have it mentally, you don't deserve that right. Right. I think at that young age, you just cannot do it now. When you become a parent, I mean, I prefer people even being a 12, which is ridiculous to me. I mean, how well, many ranks could you possibly obtain? Okay. <laughs> like, right. And who wants <laughs> that long to obtain that, you know? And right. Exactly. Like, people ask me all these silly questions because they don't watch too many movies. Can people really float on water? And can they really walk <laughs> on eggs? It's like set a goal. 
you know, if, you know, if I want to be rich, you know, I don't set the goal. I want to be the richest man in the world. I want to be rich, you know. That's right. the theory that I'm going upon. That doesn't make it wrong or right. That's just, to me, that's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. Let's hear well, from you know, Bob. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to bring up Bob's mic so we can what hear you think, Bob. Bob. Your thoughts what? on age requirements. <laughs> your, thoughts, your thoughts on age requirements for Don Ranking. Uh, well, you know, mine is, is always been, uh, first on, uh, 18. I think it's not a bad thing to go five years after that per Don okay. ranking. The, well, right. A lot of the systems have standardized it that says five years between Don's. Yeah. Well, Janie, Janie said, you know, the, cause she said, wow, that, that's, that system that I talked about on the homologa laga 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 site oh. or whatever. Um, they said, she said, well, that makes no sense because, you know, in her particular school, after first on, you have to wait at least three years. And then after, or wait, two years, well, I forget, something like that. And then after that, at least three years to get the third and then so on and so on and so on. And it was, it was similar in Patokakan. You had to wait at least three years after Shodan um, and then at least three years after Nidan. And then after third, it was five years. And then somewhere it changed into like, 10 or something like that and then I think after like 7th or 8th there was no time frame you had to go continuously <clears throat> that you were improving yourself and um, not only improving yourself but proliferating the art and promoting the art and stuff like that there was no there was no time frame you could stay like a 7th degree forever <laughs> it just kind of depended on on you yeah. at that point. And, and there's right? nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Because yeah. at that point, like you said, are you contributing to the art? Are you contributing mm-hmm. to society? Are you helping improve people's lives? Are you right. still training and learning? Are you maybe even adding efficiency to the system? Well, mm-hmm. then who at that point, really, who who cares if you're 7th or 8th? Because yeah. then yeah. you're almost getting into, into politics. Because in, in my lifetime, I witnessed people being masters to grandmasters. And now I even, you know, discovered that there are supreme grandmasters out there. And, I mean, it's yeah. just like, seriously, you, you really need to add that, you know. The, yeah. the only reason why there are supreme grandmasters is because there are oh grandmasters. And you have to outrank the grandmasters, of course. So there are supreme grandmasters. There are. Exactly, um, of course. But, I know. And but Bobby, now you I wish I was telling a joke. I was serious, yeah. unfortunately. No, I, no I, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, I hear you. But, you know, unfortunately, you said that, you know, at that point, it's 7th, 8th, ninth, or whatever. It becomes politics. It does. Because, you know, you you don't care about rank. I've gotten to a point where it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, you know, uh, whatever. I don't care if I stay here right. until I'm dead. I don't care. But, unfortunately, there are far too many people out there that do care about the rank. So, that's the that's, – that's the – that's the clincher there is like, we may not care about what rank we are because it's our journey, you know? Right. But there's still so many other people out there that are worried about it. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what's that? But the reason I don't care about rank because uh, this is my 48th year training. I don't care about the rank. 
no matter how long I train, I'm always going to look at myself and humble myself as being a yes, practitioner. Yes. Amen. That's the bottom line. So no matter what rank I obtain and under who I obtain it with, to me, is irrelevant because I am still a practitioner. I can put on a white belt tomorrow and learn something new, and I will wear that white belt proudly because I am a practitioner. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, My next with, point would be, well, I'll let somebody else uh-huh. talk. I'm just holding all this stuff in. <laughs> oh, I'm just, no, that's fine. Um, I'm just reading some of the comments here because I have to catch up on the comments. Tony Collins says, I only teach people 15, 14 years old on up. I promote based on skill, not age, time frame, or anything other than skill. For instance, one of his black belts, his name is Derek, is 30, and he's a fifth-degree black belt. His skills are well-known in many schools, and he's been with me for about 16 years. Okay. Um, and that's cool. Um, I myself got a black belt. I started when I was eight. I got my fifth degree black belt in 2000 something. I don't remember. Got my first fifth degree black belt in Dose Pares 2000. I want to say 2003, something like that. Wow. So quite a few years nice. for me to get, <laughs> quite a few years to, for me yeah. to recognize the fifth degree. But you know, that's just the arts that I was in. It, it, it doesn't matter. And skill, you know, like I, I'm a firm believer in skill talks, bullshit walks. I'm a firm believer in that. Definitely. Um, there you go. Yeah. But um, I was going to, I was going to back up a little bit and talk a little bit about, you know, number one, why is there supposed to be an limit? Some people say that you have to be 18. Now I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, Cause I met a lot of people that say, oh, well, you have to be 21. I've heard 21 a lot. You have to be 21. You have to be old enough to buy alcohol to be a black belt in my system. Well, why is that? Is it because you're afraid of maybe a 17-year-old having the same skill as you? I I want to add one thing. Okay, go ahead. He doesn't teach people until they're 14. Well, boy, I would hate that to be the only instructor in my neighborhood because – I was a serious kid, just like you were, Rusty, and mm-hmm. I was actually put in the adult classes at 12 years old, my yeah, karate school. Here. And, I mean, I was the smallest, youngest person in the class, but, you know, it it was obvious that I didn't belong in the children's class at 12. And right. what if we said, well, I'm not going to start teaching you math until you're 14, because it's easier to teach a 14-year-old than it is a 7-year-old. So I have to big time give it up to all the instructors that take kids at the youngest age because that actually takes the most challenge and the most skill and patience as an instructor. So maybe exactly. that person might might consider the fact that what if he met somebody that was that serious? Would you deny that child that knowledge? Maybe there's kids younger than that that need that discipline even and you know, and to be taught respect. That's a, so that's a good I don't point. know. There's there's a, a there's a lot to be said for you know for the for the person that teaches the youngins because mm-hmm. no, that's a tough class I've had to do that that's really rough when you can teach five six seven eight year olds that mm-hmm. takes a whole other level of skill patience you know and even learning how to make the class fun which if you can do that for the kids you can make adult classes fun too and but yet make sure everybody learns so it does right. take a whole lot of skill. 
and patience to do that. And that might be that might be something that that instructor might consider changing. Well, I mean, to each their That's own. True. You know, I've, I've met true. a lot of people that refuse to teach kids for you know they just don't want to, and I've met instructors that shouldn't teach kids because <laughs> they can't. Right. Just exactly. They're right. enough to teach kids. Not there. I don't mean that they're crazy, but they they can't. I've met instructors where they can't put themselves on the same playing field as a kid. I've met I I met a guy that got his black belt. Um, he was a new black belt. And I forgot how many years ago this was. It was quite a few years ago, and he said, "No, I I refuse to teach kids because everything everything that I teach, you know, it's it's serious." And I went, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." That's a cop so out. So you're saying that I can't yeah. teach a kid serious stuff is that what you know basically he was basically saying that anyone that teaches kids is is you know watering down the art and I, so i had to stop him right there i said oh no 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 yeah no no exactly. no no. it might take that kid a little bit longer to get to like let's say orange belt because i have to break down everything into little levels and stuff like that but they'll eventually get that orange belt but that doesn't mean that i water down everything now the only difference in my classes that i told him Number one, I don't cuss in my class. <laughs> right. Number two, I have to make I have to like make a class based on which kids show up. Right? Yep. You might have the autistic mm-hmm. kid over here. You might have the ADHD kid also in class. You might have the 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 wunder kid in class and then you might have, you know, the standard kid in class. So I have with all of these, how can, how am I on their learning hey, Rush, style? Rusty, yeah. I'll be I'll be this critical, openly this critical, and I, I only because of what you just said. If a person cannot teach kids, they are not a versatile instructor. They are not a high level black belt. That's like saying, well, I'm an engineering teacher, so I'm not going to teach any kids math because. Well, that means you don't know how to break down your system to the most fundamental basic pieces so they learn the beginning. Because we need to learn every engineer in the world how to learn how to multiply, how to add and subtract and divide first. And can you teach the kids the basic stances, basic punching, basic kicking, you know, the, or, or whatever basic, you know, if it's, you know, if it's don't say paris, maybe, okay, well, maybe we're going to start with single stick. We're not going to really tell them it's kind of a blade too. Well, you know, we don't want to right. put that in their heads. The idea of yeah, we're going to leave knives out for a little while, but don't worry. By teaching the the single stick and the double stick, they'll get the blade. We'll just have to show them how it translates later when they have the maturity to not stab somebody to death on the playground because Johnny took my tennis ball. So, <laughs> so I agree with that, and then at the same time, I disagree for the simple reason that. I had to learn how to teach kids, but I was fortunate enough to have five of my own. So my right, oldest right. got it. My oldest got it a different way than you know. Each time, each kid that came into it got it a different way because if I would have went into teaching, I take them from four on up. But if I teach a four-year-old the way I was taught at four-year-old, I go to jail. So I had to mm-hmm. learn how to do things more simplified, but give them the same. Thing and that's something that you and, have to learn. And we all time. evolve, and that's exactly right. right. We all evolve, and I'll be a different teacher than I am five years from now, ten years from now, also. Of course. Right. So that that still doesn't change the fact 
that you have to be able to take somebody that maybe is immature, uncoordinated, untalented, and say, okay, what do I give this person? You know, do, do you deny somebody? Would you refuse somebody because they have Down syndrome? That was the oh. most challenging student I ever had in my life was teaching somebody that had Down syndrome. That's somebody that has a severe, you know, severely handicapped. But do you just say, well, no, I don't teach those people? Man, everybody deserves something. I don't expect that person to get out and be able to fight. Getting them just to be able to do and remember part of a kata was amazingly difficult. Because the next time the next time that person showed up, the next time his name was Steve also actually was kind of cool because we're, we're both Steve showed up. He didn't remember anything I taught him, and it took months. But, boy, when he finally came back and he remembered – his parents were blown away. I was extremely gratified. I felt fantastic. So, you know, can you simplify your system? Can you look at somebody, tell where they're at and what they need and what they can handle? Right. No matter the right. age, well, no, matter the, no matter the mental handicap, no matter who that person is, are you going to deny them knowledge? I'm not down with that. Right. Well, right. you know, it's also, in a way, it's also like saying, um, it's also like saying, well, you know, kid, you know what? I guarantee you're not going to be bullied or beat up until you're 16. So I'm not right. going to teach you arts until you're 16. You know, but that's just my opinion. But then again, I'm a kid's instructor. I'm one of those instructors that will get down to their height, which isn't all that far. So I know Bob's going to say That's not that difficult for you to <laughs> <laughs> I will get down to the level and I will and I have to make I have to make changes to what I'm going to teach that day if I've got the autistic kid if I've got the right. kid, if I've got the regular kid if I've got the wunder kid there how do you do that well it's easy <laughs> you just change a little bit for the same drill that you have for everyone. You change a little bit of what right. they're going to do and partner people up with similar skill levels. You know, it's it's easy and, you know, not tooting my own horn, but Rusty, I was able you're to. You're an experienced instructor. You're a high-level instructor. That's why it's easy for you. But other people do have difficulty with that. It's tough. I will say it's tough. I will say it's tough. And yeah. I, had to be, I had to be taught that. And then I had to, you know, and I'm sure Sifu Olivieri has and Janie and anyone else out there that teaches kids, we, we also had to learn through trial and error. You know, I've had sure. kids, when I started, I had kids crying because I was teaching the way I would adults. I was teaching yeah, I was the way that I was taught. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was very fortunate to have five of my own. I definitely would have went to jail. <laughs> Yeah, I made kids cry. I made kids cry when I first started teaching because I was I was doing things the way I was taught. And, you know, and I'm yeah, one of those exactly. – I, I love hardcore, hardcore training. I love, like, oh, you know, you're not paying attention. Drop and give me, you know, 50 knuckle push-ups. I thrived on that. Um, right. But like my not every One day. One day right. I got her and her split. You can't do that with everybody, but she's mine, so I did it. <laughs> but I yeah, had to learn that exactly. that's not what you do. Exactly. exactly. And we all evolve. I want you to think yeah, about support, you know, the kid that's serious at 8, 10, 12 years old. 
and and they're being told to wait and they're not worthy and they're not old enough yet or they're not good enough to be to, to, to come here yet you know yeah. how how is how does that feel for the child who's turned away no matter what the reason no matter what the rules for the kid who's turned away that really really wants to learn right man that's got to be rough too you know it is, is, is it the is. instructor that says nobody younger than 14 putting themselves in the child's shoes and saying how to feel to be turned away. Yeah. Ouch. And, 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 yeah. Ouch. Cause I remember when I was a kid, you know, I, I, I did fail one belt test and just failing the belt test was traumatic. Um, and I'll make this really quick cause we only have uh, five minutes left to our show time. Um, oh. and that was traumatic because, you know, I thought, I did as best I could. However, you know, it, it was a wake up call for me, even at that age, you know, even at 11 years old, you know, failing a purple belt test, I learned that, well, it didn't pass muster, get up off your ass and make it pass muster, you know, quit, you know, don't sit there and pow, boo hoo, what was me, get up and do it again, get up and try again nice. next time. And, you know, and this was in Fall a society. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and now we're in a society where, you know, if you mess up once, kids will, kids will give up on something. Oh, I'm not good at this video game, so screw it. I don't want it no more. What the hell? Don't give up, kids. Don't give up. Anyhow, um, let's, get some, let's get some thoughts on, um, on anything regarding uh, age and stuff like that from, from Bob here. Bob, your mic is up. It's about time. Every time somebody else got feedback, she muted my mic. I don't know how that worked out. I, it was like I heard Steve getting feedback. I heard Steve getting feedback. She'd mute me. It's like I try to point my point my remote at my wife. Oh, by the way, guys, if you point your remote at your wife and start pressing off, that pisses her off to no end. <laughs> And it's frustrating because it doesn't uh, work either. It doesn't work. I know. Uh, no, Rusty and I battle. talked about this several times because there is somebody on Facebook that calls themselves every, has every uh, 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 title imaginable on their profile. And it's like, if your title is more than three syllables, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> You sh- you should not be called Grandmaster, Professor, Soki, Sensei. I- I'm sorry. One is good enough. It's all Sabonim. one word. Yeah, it's all it's- one word. Oh my God. Okay, Hachi, Shihan, Sensei, Professor, Master, Grandmaster. To the twelve power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we are out of time, everyone. We are almost time, but I I want to thank. Everyone that listened and watched and, and called in for, for chiming in, we had a wonderful time. And uh, tune in next week. I believe next week we are – yes, I know there's 90 seconds. Next week is April 2nd, I think, and we're going to be talking yes. to – we're going to be talking to, I believe, Roger Lowe. After, Roger Lowe. We're going to be talking to Roger Lowe. So tune in right here. Next week at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Or wait, no, it's going to be 11. Sorry, because that's the only time Roger can make it. So another Sunday brunch show next next uh, next Sunday. So tune in. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Oh, 
Stat up 60 seconds. All right. So we're out of here. This is Fretzi and Bob and Steve and Shifu Romilio Olivieri. Thanks, everyone, for calling in. Thanks for watching. We'll see everyone next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.